Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Maura Z, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, August 23rd, 2017. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are at page 86, and we are reading from the second paragraph, which starts on awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We will be reading two paragraphs, ending at the top of page 87, with we come to rely upon it. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday's uh, 7 a.m. meeting was 10,338, that's 10338. And the 10 a.m. was 10,340-10340. Today's readers are Penny C. for the 12 Steps, Naomi B. for the 12 Traditions, Leslie W., Mary B., and Nadia B. reading the text. Our newcomer greeter will be Craig F. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'll now ask Penny C. to read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning. Thank you, everybody, for being on the line this morning. This is Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in the Boston area. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to, to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, 
sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our fears. Pass. Thank you, Penny C. And I will now ask Naomi B. to read our 12 traditions. Good morning. This is Naomi B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting their own group or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group would never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group are to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overdues Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overdues Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy are based on, based on attraction rather than promotion. We do always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communications. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to do service. And I just want to offer my prayers up to Anita, Anita J. She is in my prayers. And thank you for allowing me to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Naomi B. She is in all our prayers. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, please let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be, should be muted. 
Today we resume our study of the big book. On page 86, paragraph 2, we will be reading through two paragraphs, ending at the top of page 87. And I will now ask Leslie W. to begin reading. Thank you, Maura. This is Leslie W. Recovered in Tennessee. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance. For after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after a while, after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is, pro- it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration, and we come to rely upon it. Again, this is Leslie W., recovered um, compulsive overeater in Tennessee. And I feel so honored to be able to uh, be sharing on this this morning. Um, These are two very important paragraphs to me. And these Two pages are where I get my prayers um, <clears throat> that I say to myself um, and and to God every every morning. And someone on the line, I think it was, I think it might have been uh, Kenji, had suggested that um, she said that she she says her prayers on her phone, and I love that, and it really has been a useful tool for me because um, I say those prayers and I recorded them on my phone and and so if even if I'm in a situation where um let's say I got a kid I got a three-year-old sleeping in the bed next to me uh, and I'm on vacation I can still do that I can still you know slide over and turn on my phone and 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 for me um I do ask before my brain my brain just wants to go straight so what I have to do? Okay, what do I have to do today? I take to get to school. I have to do the laundry. I have to go by, go by here. I have to go to the grocery store. I have to do that, do that, and that's what that's what my mind wants to do. Um, I've had to retrain my 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 brain, and I've been able been able to do that through these steps. Um, right here, where it talks about before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking. So when I start to do that, I catch myself. When my brain starts to go haywire, as soon as I wake up (laughs) sometimes, I just have to catch myself and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm on a different basis. I'm on the basis of relying upon God and not on my finite self. And I ask him, I ask him to direct my thinking and I ask him to remove any 
any any motives which are which are not pure, dishonest, self-seeking, self-pity, and and I and I ask him to to show me what. Yeah, I see that maybe. Go get your backpack. <laughs> Sorry, and I ask him to direct my thinking. So this is a new day for me. Um, it is a new thing for me to be able to pause and to just wait on God to tell me what to do. You know, I, I, I was always so used to just jumping in there and doing it. Just I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. I got to do it. I got to I got to take charge. But no, I don't have to do that anymore. And you know, I don't know that I really have. I'm sure there's others that have so much more profound things to say um, about these two, two, two paragraphs, but I'm kind of still a baby and, and, and um, a recovered baby, but I, I'm just learning so much, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful today to just be on this call and to be able to share um, what, what I do and, and what works for me, and um, I, I thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you, Naomi. Oh, excuse me. Thank you, Leslie. Okay, this is going to be an exciting two paragraphs to share on. So, who would like to share? Star one, please. Just list your name one time, and I'll I'll Charles say H. it back as soon as I hear it. Charles H. And Christy G. Julie R. Julie R. Christy J. Julie R. Mary Ellen B. Vasa R. Mary Ellen B. Cynthia C. Lauren N. Cynthia C. Okay, let's stop there. I know I missed a whole bunch of you guys. I'm sorry. Here's what I have. Here's who I have. Charles H., Chrissy G., Sue G., Julie R., Mary Ellen B., and Cynthia C. Charles H., would you get us started, please? Thank you, Marzi, for your service. You're definitely a visionary because you knew ahead of time we was going to be lit right here. <laughs> Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, for me, um, these instructions are life-saving. Um, it, it, it's just unfair. There's too much things to unpack here. One thing I do know is that I don't know. But uh, step three, seven, and 11 is so highly and deeply connected. Um, I know one thing about God. He is a gentleman, and he's not going where he's not invited. So, um, and, I, and I'm going to keep it straight real with you, straight handy, no chaser. I don't do this uh, very well. <laughs> I don't, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't, uh, sometimes I wake up, um, you know, God wakes me up, but I forget that, and I go on without going through my day, and my day really becomes uh, messy. But when I invite God in it, through prayer and meditation, my my uh, thoughts will be placed on a, a higher plane. Uh, it's definitely not cleared from wrong motives because I, I always have ulterior motives. I'm just keeping it real because, uh, you know, I ask God today to direct my thinking and let it be divorced from self-pity, dishonesty, uh, resentment, and fear. Um, but I was talking to God and listening to him this morning, and I'm like, I cannot wait um, and here's my promo, because you know me. I do it off the cuff. I don't need a script. I do it off the cuff. So my promo is I cannot wait. I know we're going to have some dynamic speakers. We're going to have a lot of activities. But you know the dopest activities 
is when you go into people's rooms after all the after all the uh, activities are done and we're praying and we're reading page 84 through 88 and we're really just like 12, 14, 20 people strong or like in the lobby and we're having some soul surgery going on like at the OA birthday party. Those are the dopest moments, man, priceless moments. Or then when I meet visionaries in the gym and we, we pumping iron, I'm seeing beautiful women pumping iron and they're getting muscles spiritually and they're feeding me spiritually. And like in the hallway, and 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 when we and we break, you know, break food together, and and they're giving me jewels, man. And I'm looking at them, and I'm seeing the light in their eyes because they invited God in all their affairs. They are on a much higher plane, thought life, because they're inviting God. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Charles A. Charles A. Your turn, and then Sue J. Can you hear me? It's Chrissy G. Yes, Chrissy. Thank you. Yes, Chrissy. Thank you. Um, Recovered in New Jersey. Uh, I used to think that this this praying and asking God's direction really only was when I was like ultimately very confused about a thing. Like it had to be like a big a big thing, you know. Like um, should I? go in to speak to my child's teacher today or not, you know, and I would pray and ask for direction from God. It would have to be something big. But, you know, all the little stuff, I got this, you know. I got, you know, how I spend my day-to-day. And, you know, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to go to the DMV, and, you know, that's my plan for the day. And then what happens is I get diverted, and I have to go someplace else. And I'm thinking, but this is the plan for the day. I forget that... I'm just an instrument of God's will today, and whatever God sees fit for me to do today is his business. My business is getting the message. My business is queuing in and receiving. I'm the, I'm the receiver. So I am waiting for direction, and I'm the receiver. So when I'm getting all tangled up about a thing, and, and I don't work this perfectly, but when it's worked, it works perfectly. When I get all tangled up about a thing like getting diverted from my plan for the day, I have to remember that it's not my plan, that I made a step and a decision in three to turn my will and my life over. I admitted in two that my plan is crazy talk and I need to rely upon a higher power to restore me to sanity. So I'm just so grateful for this process. This is, you know, very concrete when we're reading in this pa- in these paragraphs right here, to do it in the morning and how we do it and, you know, but this is, this is a, a practice that's done throughout the day. You know, God doesn't know morning, noon, and night. You know, I, I believe my higher power doesn't see time. He just you know, wants for me to be in the safety of his will every minute of the day. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Chrissy G. Sue G, it's your turn, followed by Julie R. Good morning. This is Sue G um, from Michigan, recovered by the grace of God. I find that my most, most difficult part in these two paragraphs is 
is praying that God direct my thinking, especially asking it to be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Um, it seems to come out in different ways. I ask God for me to be his vessel to to be used of him, to find someone to give the message to that day. And I guess I guess that's sort of the same thing, but to me it isn't. And it used to bother me that that I didn't say the words exactly the way uh, upon awakening says. But when I get down further into asking for inspiration, intuitive thought, and then I listen and I meditate, that seems to be where that first part really comes into play because that's when I need to have my thinking directed, um, for God to direct my thinking and to give me the um, the wisdom for certain things that you know, maybe I forgot that I was going to do today. I have a day planner, and I've been blessed by having things written down, um, down even to doing laundry, um, making a phone call to a certain person. I have all those things written down, so I get my day planner out and I review um, what things that and what things that I already have planned, and then I ask God if there's anything else that He wants me to do or to be today. And um, thank God that I've always I've always had a um, most of my life. I've had a good um, sixth sense about um, with my experience with God and didn't go through that period of making many uh, embarrassing uh, decisions to make and and get myself in a pickle because I don't really know what God's will is. I'll sit here until I know what it is. And... um, I find this exciting. This is this is an exciting two paragraphs, um, and especially what's coming up to um, the next paragraph. I I, I love, um, but I'm getting. I, I didn't always do the upon awakening uh, very well. I had a hard time doing it until I did it like with little powerpoints, and I had a little piece of paper, and took me took me through those five powerpoints of doing step eleven. And now it comes a lot more easily. I don't have to open the book and read the book and and uh, do things like that. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Perfect time. Thank you, Suji. Juilliard, is your turn, followed by Mary Ellen B. Hi. Thanks, Maura. This is Juilliard, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. And um, I just, you know, I get so excited when I get to talk on this step because I never did it, right? I got up, I got my coffee, I did my get ready for work, I did Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And I wondered why why I'd get to work and as soon as I have a conflict with somebody, I got irritated and I was on a rant. And, you know, this last time that, you know, when I got out of relapse and it's almost three years, thank God, it's like I do this exactly. Because you know what? This book is a textbook and so on awakening, as soon as I open up my eyes, I don't move. 
I talk to God right then and there. And I say a prayer and I ask what I should be doing today. How would you have me be? Because I I only sleep five hours. So I've had five hours of untreated activity going on in my brain. So I do not wake up with a calm, serene, helpful soul. I wake up Julie. And um, Julie is the one who got me morbidly obese and got me dishonest and got me a liar and got me into lots of trouble. So I sit there and I ask God to guide me, to show me, to let me know how he would want me to be so that I don't be into self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking. And, you know, throughout the day, right, it says that we're, we may face indecision. What do we do when we face indecision? I used to just deal with it. I would say I will take control of the situation. Um, I was training um, some PhDs yesterday, and that's not always a fun experience. Um, and I, they, don't know, they didn't know what I was doing, but I paused. I prayed. I asked God to show me my next right move. And I was able to finish my presentation without, you know, being snippy or without being condescending. Um, you know, it, it, as you stay recovered, this gets easier and easier. It's like automatic, which is so cool. Before, I would be tense and I would have to say, oh, gosh, yeah, I better ask for God for help, that intuitiveness. What do I do? But now it just kind of happens automatically. And what a gift that is coming from somebody who was always in control, always had to be right. And I was going to let you know when you were wrong. It's like, thank you, God. I just wake up, ask for direction follow the path, the narrow path. And yeah, I do make mistakes sometimes and that shows up on my nightly review. And then the next day I talk to my sponsor about it. But you know what? It happens and it's seamless. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Julia. Mary Ellen B., it is your turn, followed by Cynthia C. Good morning. This is Mary Ellen B. from Florida. Um, well, I, I read this paragraph and um, I'm at, uh, I find myself at a, a turning point in my life and um, this really speaks to me. I, I'm almost 58 years old and I have spent my entire life um, caretaking. I'm the oldest. I didn't set my timer. There we go. I'm the oldest of six uh, kids. I have kids and grandkids. And uh, my dad passed away three years ago, a very sick man all his life. And my mom passed away recently, and so did my dog. Um, But I find myself, you know, and I've been recovered. um, I've only been in OA for five years, recovered for three. And um, it's this step, this paragraph, it's it's pretty easy for me, um, and it always has been, to tell others what to do or to make suggestions to others. But when it comes time to waking up, my day is about run, run, run. You know, what do I have to do today? You know, what's what's coming first? What crisis is going to happen? Or um, it's all about me. And so this is this is an area I really struggle in. There's been a lot of growth, and I'm so grateful for that. But um, the the point I was trying to make is, um, you know, with you know, my parents gone, I, I find myself, I guess, kind of in a place where I feel like um, I, it's time to grow up and, and to be an adult and um, 
to think about the reality that I'm, I'm not a little girl and I'm, I don't have to be in the midst of all this chaos um, and confusion. So, uh, you know, when I wake up to consider my plans for the day and to stop there before my mind um, and my mental faculties are all over the place, to ask God to direct my thinking um, and, and, to, and to guide me throughout the day and to think that I can have peace and freedom, um, you know, in his care. Um, having trust and faith and the willingness to surrender is so exciting to me. Um, I'm, I'm really grateful for this meeting and for the study um, and for listening to all of you, um, you know, hearing what you have to share about practicing this, um, how that has changed your life and, and how it affects you on a daily basis because that gives me even more hope. So um, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Ellen B. Cynthia C., it is your turn. Thank you so much for your service. I'm so glad to be on this meeting this morning. Um, and this is such a timely reading for me. Um, Cynthia C., compulsive overeater and food addict. Um, I don't think I I don't think I realized how dependent I've become on you know steps ten and eleven. I just don't think I realized it. And yesterday, I wasn't feeling great yesterday morning, um, and you know I was listening to the meeting and I talked to my sponsor in the morning and I'm now talking to my sponsee in the morning, which is all incredibly good and incredibly important. But I didn't make, I, I wasn't feeling well, and I, I overslept, and I didn't get up in time to say my prayers and to do my meditation. Um, and some of my prayers are from um, a website I'd found. I sort of downloaded a page where it has, you know, every single 12-step prayer, um, which I find, I, I find it really helpful, and I find it helpful for me to sort of really go through steps you know, prayers for steps one through 12 every day to remind myself of all the steps every day. And I feel like that keeps me grounded and keeps me humble and just reminds me where I am and to take time to do meditation. I have a meditation on my app and I also do some traditional prayers from my religion, which um, ground me in a different way. And yesterday I just didn't make the time for it. And by the time I arrived at work, I was running late, and I was feeling harried, and I had received an email from a colleague, which I thought was written rudely, and I had received a text from a family member that I thought was totally off base. She just was sort of taking – what I was, she was getting involved in something that wasn't her business, and she was wrong, and I had gotten really upset. Like, I was – I arrived at work. Someone actually commented later in the day that I seemed really upset when I walked into the office, and you know, I don't do that anymore. I don't, I, I don't get upset like that. And I realized that I got upset because I hadn't taken the time to connect in with my higher power and I hadn't taken the time to, to do, you know, my 10 minutes of meditation that I do right now. And, um, and, I, and that really affected me. And I got into the office and I recognized that I was off. And I was able to call, you know, I was able to contact somebody from a group that I'm on and, and do a couple 10 steps on that and take a couple minutes to get grounded. Um, 
and remember where my spirit, that this is a spiritual program and what the basis is. And I have to say, like, I just was, I was shocked that having missed it for one day, I was so off. So it just reminds me that this, I, this is a spiritual program and that I don't function well and that I will go back to the food. I will go back to the compulsions if I don't do the step. Um, and that it is as important as, you know, being at a meeting and working with others. So with that, I pass, and thank you so much. I, this, this is an incredible meeting for me today. Thank you all for sharing. That I'll pass. Thank you, Cynthia C. And now we're going to take a minute or two out of our regularly programmed, regularly scheduled program for an announcement. Harlan G. Thank you very much, Maura, and thank you to Team Wednesday for making this meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I am very, very excited. Um, in my travels through OA, um, I get to see people in their release from the food and in their release from the bondage of the illness. But you know what's interesting is there is more to the release, more to the recovery than just a release from the food. Yes, that's a beginning, and it's very vital. Without that, there's nothing. But one of the things that's important is to see people enjoying life. And in just 23 days, we are going to convene in northern New Jersey for the power of the Big Book Weekend 2017 on the 15th, 16th, and 17th of September. This is going to be a fantastic convention. And, you know, for a long time, I was locked into the isolation of this illness. And in my release, I have been able to get out where there's people and not be scared to death of what I look like and not be scared to death of, you know, what people are thinking of me, which is a prison and all this other stuff. And to be with people that are the safest, most wonderful people, excuse me, in the world, and that is the people in OA here in Vision. Um, for information on this convention, please, because registration is going to close tomorrow, please go to a vision for you. One word, a vision, A-V-I-S-I-O-N, the number four, you, dot info. That, again, is A-V-I-S-I-O-N, the number four, you, Y-O-U, dot info. And if you can offer someone a ride to this convention, please get in touch with us. There are some scholarships that have just become available as well. And these scholarships can be a key for you to come and enjoy this weekend of recovery with us. For information on obtaining one of these scholarships, would you please contact Katie F., our treasurer? And Katie F. can be contacted at Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R dot Katie, K-A-T-I-E, the number one at gmail.com. I'm going to give you that again. Fisher, F-I-S-H-E-R dot Katie, K-A-T-I-E, the number one at gmail.com. There's rooms to share. There's ways of doing it where there's a will, there's a way. I think it's also funny, too. I always say that um, vision for you is the renaissance of OA and one of the hotels. Is it odd or is it God? I think it's, it's 
<coughs> excuse me, it's God, but the Renaissance Hotel is where a lot of the people are staying, which is going to have shuttles to and from the Marriott, which is where the actual convention is being held. Once again, registration closes tomorrow. Please join us. We're going to be there. It's going to be fantastic. There are many, many people there whose voices you've heard here on the line. Uh, you want to connect a face and a person with that voice, a vision for you.info. That's going to be the 15th, 16th, and 17th of September. Registration does close tomorrow. Please join us. It won't be as good without you. Hope to see you there. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Harlan G. And I look forward to seeing you and all of my friends here at A Vision for You. What a blessing this weekend is going to be. So now let's continue. We are on page 86 in the big book. We're reading from the second paragraph through the third paragraph, which ends on the top of page 87. And who would well, like to share? Vasa O. Melissa C. O. Melissa C. Leah M. I'm sorry, say that name again. Roz R. Roz R. Leah Lauren M. N. Lauren N. Thank you. Anyone else? Okay. I have Vasa O, Melissa C, Roz R, Leah M, and Lauren N. Vasa O, please go. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, Moira, for your service. And uh, I am so excited coming to the convention to see everyone and connect the faces with the voices. I'm, I'm really so excited. And then going back to the reading that we did this morning, step um, 3 and 11 are my favorite steps. Of course, I like the other steps, but these are must for me, <clears throat> step 3 and 11. Here it gives me the instruction, instructions what I need to do on a daily basis. And for me, I have continued doing this since the first time I surrendered to on step one, I made a decision to turn my life and my will to the care of God. And that was the beginning, you know, of me getting on my knees. And it's, it's an automatic today. I always get on my knees every morning before I start my day, and I get on my knees every night to thank God for the day. And for me, the reason I do it is on my knees because it's humbling myself. Excuse me. And then I just thank God at nighttime, as I said earlier. But in the morning, I ask God to just show me, show me what is His will for me to do to do for that day. Um, direct my thinking, and uh, and I, you know, like, and of course I say prayers for certain people. I say prayers for our children, and you know. And then I go on with my my day. And there have been a few times I have forgotten to get on my knees. Um, You know, and then I could be driving somewhere, and I remember, and I had forgotten to say my prayers. Of course, I don't pull on the side and say my prayers. I drive and I say my prayers. But that doesn't happen that often. And it seems if I forget, 
I, there's just something about that day. It, there's something missing, you know. It's not going the way, the way you know, it's planned for me to, to do. And But the minute I remember, as I said, I don't forget that often. And sometimes I, you know, I do it, do it during the day, you know, as my day is going. And sometimes the day changes, you know. It's not the way I had planned for that day to go. And then God will put something different in my life for that day. And then I say, well, this must be God's will for me to be doing, not what I needed to do. But the directions are right here, and I need to be reminded every single day what I need to do. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. Melissa C., it's your turn, followed by Roz R. Hi, good morning, Mara. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, yeah, so I, I always um, woke up, and, and I still do, like my eyes pop open, um, and I'm thinking about me. Like instantly I'm thinking um, my little plans, my constant to-do list. You know, like what didn't get done yesterday, um, maybe what happened at work, a student that aggravated me, you know, something that my kids said. It's like my mind, um, I'm untreated when my, when my eyes open in the morning. And I really need this direction because um, it puts me immediately back in contact with my creator, my higher power. And I ask for my thinking to be directed. And, um, you know, and so that way, if my thinking is being directed, then I can use my thinking. Then I can use my ability to think um, because that's God-given, you know. So, like, my my intelligence and my, my power to see things um, isn't definitely bad, you know, when I invite God in. And so, you know, when I first started listening um, – to vision, I was really suffering from panic attacks, and I would be driving to work, and all of a sudden, um, I would feel everything closing in on me, and I would feel like I was in a tunnel, and my heart would start pounding, and I was overwhelmed with fear, and and that was scary. You know, I didn't understand where this was coming from. I wasn't eating sugar, so I was like, but then I realized I was eating lots of other things, and Um, and one of the things that, um, I was directed was to try to identify what were the thoughts that immediately preceded that panic. And it was always a to-do list. It was always my agenda, um, which was overwhelming. And so, um, I know that's not good for me. You know, if it leaves me feeling, um, terrified and like I'm in a tunnel, and all I can see is me, that's not God's will, you know? And so my prayer in the morning is like, please, God, help me be useful. Help me be of service. Help me find, use my thinking to find somebody to help today. You know, and so like one of the best prayers, I have to remind myself as school begins in a couple of weeks, um, is to pray for the student that's irritating me the most. You know, and so that's like my best prayer of all because it's the most effective. And I ask um, for God to help me find love for that child, not more patience, 
not a better way to teach, but just love. And when I invite love in, I know that's God's will. And I can do that with everybody that I come in contact with. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Roz R., it's your turn, followed by Leah M. Hi, can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for your service. This is Roz R. from Florida, um, recovered. Um, last day in Illinois. Come home tomorrow. Very excited. Um, this is uh, the one of the best. Well, all the readings are great in this, but this is absolutely one of my favorite readings um, in in the big book. And um, I that, I think that was was one of the big pieces missing for me um, in my journey of the many years I've been in recovery or in program. I've been in recovery, but I have not experienced the emotional sobriety that I have today since working um, through the steps with vision sponsors. But um, yeah, this this one line here and thinking about our day, we may face indecision. I I didn't. I never thought about anything. I just reacted all the time. Um, something came in my head, or something happened, and I instantly had a reaction, or I had to make a decision. It was always with urgency. Um, and recovery has taught me about these wonderful tools, um, and especially turning to God on a moment-by-moment moment basis. I, I did what I heard a lot of other people um, say they did. Uh, I would turn to God in the emergency situations, and then on a day-to-day basis, I was you know, in the driver's seat. And it's when I mention that, I even think to myself, um, I have a problem sometimes in the car driving with my impatience, and I remember someone had shared with me a recovered sponsor um, had shared with me, you know, invite God into your car with you. Invite God wherever you go. And and I do that. Even when I work with my sponsees, you know, we say the set-aside prayer, and, um, and I take a moment, and I ask them to take a moment, and then we invite God into our um, work that we're going to do. And I do that each time before I talk to anyone that I work with that I sponsor. And, you know, it's like amazing. It's like amazing how my life has changed. And even the situation I'm in here in, in Illinois, it's like um, yesterday was a day that was planned specifically and I was dressed and ready to go early and then everything changed. And it was like, you know what? I just went with the flow. I could never do that before. I would be like commiserating about like, oh my God, you know, this isn't working out and be, be so annoyed. It's like, it's okay. Like I'm not in the driver's seat anymore. It's a, It's such a stress-free place to be. It's like, I know I take my action. I know I do the things that, you know, are put in front of me each day. Um, but I ask God's direction in all areas. And I too have a fabulous meditation that um, I didn't make. I found it on YouTube, but it's a, it's a, it's an AA meditation, but it is of just what we read. And I put that on as soon as my eyes open, even if it's four o'clock in the morning, if I wake up and I know I'm kind of a little awake, I'll just flip it on my phone and listen to it, and it's just in my head constantly. So um, I am so excited to meet all you guys at the convention. I can't even believe I'm going. It's like surreal. Um, but anyway, um, I'm excited to uh, meet you all and um, excited and grateful to be part of this group and to be recovered and to share. Um, uh, so with that, I pass, and um, see you all soon. Love, love you guys. I pass. Thanks, Roz R. Leah M., it's your turn, followed by Lauren N. Thank you very much. I'm so grateful for these directions, guidance that the text, you know, offers me, gives me. It says, on awakening, 
So, you know, right off the bat, there's a preparation. There's a preparation of my mind and my heart. You know, sometimes we can be so busy with physical preparation, shower, hair, makeup, you know, getting dressed. Um, But, you know, for me, for someone like me, a real compulsive overeater, um, the, the mental and the uh, you know, heart and soul preparation is it's vital. It's absolutely vital for me to set aside my own self serving intentions and receive this guidance. Because conscious contact, which is what this is uh allowing for, is the whole purpose of the program of recovery. Is that conscious contact. I need to make contact just like any other relationship. You know, it's like uh buying a bunch of binge foods and putting the cellophane bags and the bakery boxes on the passenger seat. And that's exciting. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't make contact. I didn't get the buzz until I dug in. And it's the same thing. I've been brought through the step work. I have a relationship with God. I know there's a God, but I need to participate and communicate with God through prayer and meditation in order to get that effect. Uh, You know, direct, the word direct also stands out to me this morning, to to manage, to govern. My life managed by me is unmanageable. You know, I've been released from food for a long, long time. The monkey is off my back, but the circus can still be in town. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, the circus can be in town. I need to, uh, you know, engage in prayer and meditation to clear my mental and spiritual vision and let God's truth and God's will make its full and proper impact on my mind and my heart because under these conditions we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, mental I need to clear my mind of my own self-serving intentions, however good they might be, because all action is born in thought. You know, I've been blessed uh, with, you know, a large family, a lot of conversation, decisions that need to be made. I need to make sure that I'm not running the show. So this allows for that quality of consciousness to come in because that quality of consciousness for me is going to determine my future. And the reality is determine others' futures as well because I'm responsible. I'm the parent. I'm the wife. I'm the daughter. Um, So, you know, I'm so grateful for these directions because they work. Every day I want to have the light turned up, and this is how I do it. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leah M. Lauren N., it is your turn. Hello, this is Lauren N. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Thank you all for this wonderful meeting today and for the message um, that I hear on this line every day. I'm so grateful for this program and for this program of action instead of just the program of wallowing, because I know how to wallow. Um, I've spent 58 years wallowing, or sorry, 57 years wallowing. The past year has been incredible in that I have found life 
and love life in a way that I've never experienced before. I do the work so that I can love life. I wake up every morning in that sick mind, the mind that tells me I don't need to do the work, the mind that tells me I'm okay whatever I do. And, um, yeah, I, I get today to be a recovered person by writing for today every morning, reaching out, calling my sponsor, calling, having calls with sponsees, um, doing and giving back and being in recovery has helped me experience life in a better way today. And thank you all for the call. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you, Lauren N. And we have time for one quick two-minute share. Lindsay B. Lindsay B., it is yours. Great, great. Thank you. This is Lindsay B., very um, grateful today. And um, I absolutely love this. I I don't know if I have a favorite reading at all. But what I love about this is that, um, you know, I've been told I have a new employer, you know, that, uh, and so when I go to work, um, I can't, you know, go in without checking in with my boss. Um, you know, I need to know what it, what is expected of me. And uh, if I go in, you know, figuring out I'm going to do all these things and I get to work and my boss says, no, no, this is what I need to be done. And, and it's, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, thank gosh that I don't have to figure it all out. And so I need to go to my higher power first thing in the morning, no matter what, because my mind is always going with plans, 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 plans. But I'm not the director. It's just so simple, and I love this, and I'm so glad that I was reminded, you know, of how different my day goes when I do read this or come up with my own version of it. So um, I just love it. I'm so excited about the convention, and have a beautiful day, all of you. I pass. Well, thank you, Lindsay B., And um, that will be our last share for the day. So thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And I have today's share ID for you. Today, Wednesday, 23 August, 2017. The share ID is 10,342-10342. And so we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164. And Mary B., would you read for us, please? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Gratefully. Thank you, Maura. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered compulsive eater, food addict in Central California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.